listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon, a.k.a. DJ Spottle. <laughs> Prepare like, to be blown <laughs> out of the water. <laughs> oh, you're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Sorry about that. Dude, the spare... I can't... Javier Bardem in that trailer. <laughs> All right. Well, let's not derail. Let's not deal with this. You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned, uh, the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s to the mid-2000s, and we look at them objectively, or as objectively we can as we can without the nostalgia, and we see do they hold up as objective, mature audience goers. Uh, speaking of mature. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> this week we watched 2003's action-adventure fantasy, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Ooh, that is the first of several hundred Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> only five of them, actually. What? There's only, only five? five? It feels like there's at least 17 billion. Yeah, we mentioned, we, we made the comparison last week when we announced the film that this is similar to the Transformers franchise, where the first one, I will say this movie better than the original Transformers movie, but similarly... I think both of them uh, were the best of their series, and then to diminishing, you know, release after release, just it and, got so far off the rails and, and boring not, and bloated and shitty. And not to mention that if you watched them all back to back to back to back, holy it made no shit. fucking sense. Half of them like half of them contradict the previous one, and their worlds don't like. Yeah. It's just so and they easy. are so long. Okay, so I did the math. If you were to watch all five pirates movies in a row. It would amount to 728 minutes or more than 12 and a half hours of your life wasted. Wow, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I think it's fair to say that Brandon and I, not big fans of the franchise as a whole, but what did you think of this movie back when it came out? Dude, this movie blew me away when it first came out. I love this movie. I would say I haven't seen it in a good 10 years. I watched it incessantly for five years straight, probably when it first came out on DVD. 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was one that actually came with one of the few two disc special editions I remember I had and I watched all the bonus features and the making ofs I, I was kind of obsessed with this movie when it first came out yeah absolutely and I was kind of the same way I I don't think I watched it as much as you did but when it came out I saw it in theaters it blew me away uh, I love a good pirate movie for sure mm -hmm. and this was exactly everything I wanted out of a pirate movie it was you know didn't take itself too seriously but at the same time there was a lot of action a lot of violence especially a for a violence. disney yeah. movie yep. and uh you know some good old naval battles it was a fun movie i think i've seen this maybe three years ago so i kind oh, of okay. went in, right. in i went in knowing what i was going into you knew it wasn't shit <laughs> yeah i knew yeah. it wasn't garbage and i knew maybe it would hold up um but you know, if I'm if I'm looking to nitpick it today, like I do for these podcasts, yeah. I definitely have some issues with it. But overall, I mean, I still think it's a fairly enjoyable movie. This right? is, I mean, this is head and shoulders above most of the movies we cover on this oh, podcast. Oh, one hundred percent. This has to be one of the highest rated movies we've ever done. It right? absolutely is. So critics and audiences. Pretty much love this movie. It's got an 8.0 on IMDb and a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Almost the exact same score. Yeah. The other sequels, not so much. Ooh. So with each uh, sequel that returned, it, it got lower and lower on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, l let me break this down um, money-wise and how they were critically received. Sure. Okay. So this first one here was a huge hit. It cost $140 million to make, which at the time was pretty huge, for even for Disney. Yeah. 
305 million in the US and 654 million worldwide. It came in third for the year of 2003 behind Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, and Finding Nemo. Oh, those are two movies that are pretty hard to beat at the box office. Yep. Uh, was nominated for five Oscars. That's got to be the most on any movie we've ever done. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Have we done a movie that's been nominated? nominated yeah, for we've a few, been like, a for couple music of them, yeah. and stuff. There's been a couple. Uh, this one had Best Actor for Johnny Depp, obviously, Best Makeup, Best Sound, Best Sound Editing, so mixing and editing, and uh, Best Visual Effects, none for music, and I am very, uh, this has got to be one of the best theme songs, I would say, of the past 15 years or so. That's, I love this theme. I'm surprised it didn't even at least get nominated, but I could see where it maybe didn't win anything, mm, because, da, da, da. well, Lord of the Rings came out that year, oh, that's yeah. an amazing soundtrack. Yep, I'm sure that swept all the kind of technical awards, and Johnny yeah. Depp... This had, he had no chance of winning. I don't even no. know what was nominated for that year, but this is kind of one of those like we'll give it to the big the big Hollywood movie yeah. star type of deal. Like he had been gone, he hadn't been in the limelight, similar to a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man situation. Yeah, where yeah. He yeah. really exploded after this, and now I'm kind of sick of seeing his face. Well, I mean, listen, <laughs> we we were talking about it in the middle of the movie. The first second you see Jack Sparrow, it's it's hard to remember that when this movie came out, Jack Sparrow was fucking cool man like, that was, a great, was a great character he killed it he knocks it out of the park in this movie he really does do a good job i think he deserves and i mean maybe i don't know if deserves the nomination but he he absolutely oh, i'd say he deserves the nomination i'm saying he had no chance of winning like this no, isn't a yeah, best no. actor but, but it's awesome but it's an awesome character yeah right? he it completely is... inhabits the role yeah and i mean they just drive it into the fucking dirt after this movie and now like you hear Jack Sparrow and you're like, ah, oh, he's doing Jack Sparrow. Cool. But I mean, back when this movie came out, there was a reason people really liked Jack Sparrow. I really liked Jack Sparrow yep. in this first movie. He's an enjoyable character. Did you put on eyeliner after this? And Obviously. Yes. I <laughs> dreaded my beard up. I wore <laughs> eyeliner. And, and I didn't I, bathe. I didn't bathe for several months. It caused issues. My family won't talk to me. I don't know what to tell you, Brandon. I love Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Uh, so to give you a bit of an idea on how lucrative this goddamn franchise is, mm. this film is the third highest grossing of the lot, okay, in the U.S. And like I said, it made $305 million. It's the lowest earner among the series worldwide, and that's at $654 million. So in 2006, they released Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Yep. That made $423 million in the U.S. and over a billion dollars worldwide. Jesus. 2007, they immediately followed it up. This was kind of capping off the supposed trilogy. These were all three of these directed by uh, Gore Verbinski, who this is our second Gorehound pick after Mouse Hunt, That's dude. true. Oh, my God. 2000, uh, so 2007, they released Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. It made $309 million in the U.S. and $963 million worldwide. Jesus. Fuck there was a little gap in the next one. It was 2011. That was on Stranger Tides. It made two hundred forty-one. This is where U.S. audiences are like, all right, I get yeah, what you're putting down. This, yeah. But over a billion dollars worldwide. Oh, like, of course like, the world was like, yeah, I'll come <laughs> see more this movie. Spell. Yeah, Jock Spottle. We'll stop. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't. We won't. We won't. So, uh, and then 2017, last year's Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men, Tell No Tales. It's going to be the longest fucking time. <laughs> so this one, even the lowest in U.S., only $172 million, Wow. But uh, $794 million worldwide. Dude, I don't blame them for making a million of these. You know? like no, of course I, not. Absolutely. Keep, you're money you're drawing machine. in a billion dollars in worldwide box offices. You're goddamn right I'm making five of these movies. Yeah, it, it makes not sense. Not even thinking about it. But yeah. it's kind of a shame of what uh, the story just evolves. And the first one, we were talking about how much we really enjoyed the mythology of it all. Like yeah. the backstory and, and, and 
it's rich. Like Gore Verbinski cared about this this property. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, it, I think this is the the only one I haven't seen. The la- I think I watched about half of the uh, last yeah, I one saw on Netflix. I, I did not see uh, the one with, uh, what's his name, Ian McShane. Oh, Ian McShane, yeah. Yeah, I did not see that one um, because I heard just awful things about yep, it. it's pretty bad. And I only saw about half of this last one on Netflix before I turned it off. Um, this is the only one out of all five of them that I really feel is a pirate movie. Yes. Yep. You know, this one, yes, there's like a little bit of supernatural, sure. a little magic or whatever you want to call it, uh, but it still felt like a pirate movie and it felt like a period sort of movie where, you know, we, we put a lot of focus on the East India Trading Company and the British uh, colonization of the Caribbean. Um, and then the other ones just felt like fucking, I don't know, like supernatural adventure I guess. Yeah, they get. Um, I wouldn't say they get more kid friendly, but they get more fucking bizarre, and they up yeah. The, it, it's well, like, the whole thing was like the, and, you know, like a god. Be, like, Davy co- Jones himself is fucking crazy. I do like the look yeah. of Bill Nye in that movie, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, Barbosa keeps coming, and Barbosa like <laughs> yeah. has like this yeah. long drawn out thing after they kill him in this movie. Ooh, spoiler alert! Sorry, dude. Yeah, I ruined. <laughs> I ruined two thousand three's biggest movie. I was gonna say no one. It's, I was gonna say we're we're talking to the eight people who haven't seen this movie. Yeah, exactly. So. Disney was actually unsure whether to release the movie in theaters or direct to video. I guess when they first started, like when they were budgeting stuff Uh, out, they didn't know how much they'd give it and whatnot. The studio was originally interested in Matthew McConaughey as Sparrow, which I could actually see working. Um, not in 2003, though. I maybe think not maybe, in 2003. Yeah, because I don't think he had the chops yet to, to bring. I mean, and, and it's hard to see anyone else in this role, but they had a lot of other actors, uh, one of which was Jim Carrey, but he was shooting Bruce Almighty at the same time. What? Really oh, weird. Stay tuned. Stay tuned and a half. Um, others considered for the role included Michael Keaton. Robert De Niro was offered the role of Jack, uh, Sparrow, but he declined it thinking that the movie wouldn't do well in the box office as most pirate movies wound up just fucking tanking. He was proven wrong. (laughs) And so then he took the role in Stardust a few years later. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, I do remember I remember the trailers and marketing. Didn't watch it. Didn't want to. (laughs) No one else did. It failed at the box office. (laughs) (laughs) This movie's gonna do better. Uh, the box office failure of The Country Bears. Do you remember that I goddamn God, thing? Yes. Because that do. was their other, and The Haunted Mansion. They were doing yeah. all their all you know, theme park attraction rides. movies, yeah. Uh, turned into movies. Michael Eisner uh, attempted to shut down the production of this movie because he thought the movie was going over budget and and, and just didn't think <laughs> that it was worth what they were putting into it. But uh, Gore Verbinski told him, uh, his concept artist, to keep working on the movie. And when Eisner came to set, he was astonished by what he had seen. I mean... It's pretty baffling the amount of effort that gets put into this movie. It's and the sets are fucking incredible. And yeah, really and you think of it that it's really just the concept of like, yeah, we're just gonna build it from you know, we're gonna base it off of a ride yeah. in Disney World. Have you ever been on that ride, by the way? Yes, I went once. Yep. So there you know how they did one ride before this movie came out. And then they rebuilt it to include more themes and more, like, characters from the movie into the actual ride now. I'm trying to so, think of what, if I went pre or post So I, I went both. I went, bef- oh, okay. I went before the movie. And, you know, it was – I think the only thing that reminded me of the ride was Tortuga 
And, you know, because it's a lot of, like, pirates, like, chasing women and, like, spilling beer and shooting each other and stuff like that. And then, like, a cave with, like, gold in it. Okay. But then afterwards, they added a ton of, I mean, uh, there's a an animatronic of Johnny Depp that pops out oh, now shit. and, like, talks to the talks to the riders and it looks more like the movie and i i can't remember it's been years and years since i've gone but i think they have elements from the actual movie in it okay so this actually ended up changing what it was based off of because of how successful it was in pop culture shit yeah I mean, that's like these movies based on board games that somehow get turned into movies. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. why? Why and, are you doing what? this? Battleship? We don't need that. Uh, well, you know, Clue was pretty good. Clue been was a few good ones. Clue was great. So this movie was actually the first film released under the Walt Disney Pictures banner to be rated PG-13. Uh, one executive noted that the, she found the film too intense for her five-year-old child. Nonetheless, yeah. the studio was confident enough to add The Curse of the Black Pearl subtitle to the film in case some sequels were made. Oh, smart. Gore Verbinski, I guess, was kind of pissed off about this and asked them if it could be almost ineligible on the poster, like really, really tiny. <laughs> because I do remember to make it being this just su- one movie. Yeah. I do remember it being super tiny. Financially... Bad decision, but, I mean, creatively, I would have agreed with him. Yeah, maybe this probably would have been just better if you'd left it like left that. Left it like yeah. this? Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. I, I think the second one's, it's it's an it's an enjoyable movie, but it's fucking long. These movies are so, the third movie is two hours and 49 minutes. Who the fuck needs that? Like, this movie itself could be trimmed, but it's not anywhere near like that. That's Holy like the, shit. That's like the length of the fucking Godfather. Yeah, it's like, calm down. I don't need calm that. Calm down. Yeah, calm down. But this uh, franchise is the 10th highest grossing franchise ever. So you think like James Bond, Star Wars, those probably top it. Yeah. I can't really imagine too many other movies that are really more popular than this franchise worldwide, internationally. Like, this is a beloved series, and it all starts with this film, so... Uh, let's hop into it, man. Let's do it, dude. We got a lot of movie to cover. We do, and we're not going to cover this you know, as detailed as, as our other movies, just because there's a lot of plot yeah. to cover. So we open up on uh, the Port Royal, I believe, they're, or they're sailing to Port Royal, correct? Mm. There's... Uh, the, or is it Port Royale? Who <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Jamaica, right? Is that Am I right? Yes, okay. Jamaica. So there's Governor Weatherby. He's played by Jonathan Price. Uh, Weatherby Swan, his daughter, uh, Elizabeth, who will grow up to be Kira Knightley, who, by the way, was only 18 years old when they 17. released this. Yeah, when yeah. they released this. 17, 17 when she was filming it. Fucking crazy. Insane. What have you done with your life? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. My God. Oh. <laughs> and... Lieutenant James Norrington, uh, who eventually will be promoted to Commodore mm-hmm. later on. Uh, I didn't realize this when I was like, re-watching this. I forgot that that guy plays such an important role and that it was yeah. him in the very beginning as well. He plays even more of a role in the new ones, doesn't he? Or I in think the, so. In the yes, later he does ones. come back yeah. into it. Yeah, they all oh, do. Like, they really secured this fucking cat. I mean, the yeah. money comes in. So Which is weird because they cut like they, they tied up all the loose ends at the end of this movie. They really don't need any sequels yeah. for the most part. Unless you really need to know about that compass and Will's dad. Yes. Who, by the, the way, only two... spoiler alert, I think is a fucking crustacean crab man later on. Yeah, right? he's like moss on the side of a boat or something like that. It's weird. <laughs> barnacle? Barnacle? Yeah, he's like barnacle? Yeah. All right. Uh, So Elizabeth, she discovers there's this giant shipwreck. Everything's on fire, and they find a fucking floating boy in the the, the water. It's Mm -hmm. Will Turner, who will grow up to be Orlando Bloom here. He's played by an even worse actor. (laughs) (laughs) As his dying voice was like, His one line, which is, and like, (laughs) I bet he had more lines, and they were like, oh, God. We got to cut this kid. 
But yeah, she winds up seeing some sort of ghost ship that I don't know if anyone else sees or whatnot as it disappears into the fog, into the mist. Yes. But she wakes up out of her, you know, flashback, and the only thing that she does have is that is a gold medallion, a piece mm-hmm. of gold that she that Will gave her, right? Or she uh, took no, it off she of took Will. it off. So Jack she off. sees because they think pirates blew up the ship that they came upon. Right. And uh to protect Will because she realizes that's a pirate symbol. Oh, I don't know right. how yeah, she, she realized, so she takes right. it away to protect yep. Will. Uh, flash forward, I don't know. I think it's eight years later. Eight years later, something like that. So Norrington's being uh, promoted to Commodore. He's played by Jack Donovan, I believe? Yes. yes. He also, while he's being promoted to Commodore, proposes to Elizabeth, which let's just retract that for a second. He was just on the ship with Elizabeth as an adult, and she was like 12, 12 maybe. maybe. Yeah. And now he's proposing to her like eight years later. I watched you grow into a beautiful woman, I'm Elizabeth. A, I'm very nervous. But flash down below the below the cliffs, and Jack Sparrow sailing on in, my man. What a great introduction to this character, you know, from so behind. Good. And the shot, just introducing him, it's, it's just a great front... Yeah. You know, beautiful sunset behind him, and he's riding this this ship that he's he's on the top mast. So you think it's like a giant pirate yeah, ship, but I love the cut to the wide, and it's this tiny little rinky dink boat, tiny little boat that's sinking, <laughs> sinking. And what a great piece of just visual comedy! Like mm-hmm. Glover Binsky knows his shit. We, we saw this in Mouse Hunt, where he really knows how to frame. Almost like a Charlie Chaplin esque, like yeah. you know, slapstick comedy, but it's really well done. And like, especially this shot where he's riding on top of the mast as it's sinking, and literally to the exact point where his foot steps off onto the dock. It's just great work. And Johnny Depp's also very toned down in this one compared to the new. Oh, the new ones. The he's, new ones. he's so fucking. He's a fucking ridiculous. clown he's in annoying the new it, ones. Yeah. In this one, like he is goofy, but like it serves a purpose. They're like, yeah, Jack's a little crazy, but he's also a genius. I guess he decided, uh, because pirates were the 18th century equivalent of rock stars, that's why he kind of based his performance off of Keith Richards. Oh, never so mind. He's always I don't doing like it anymore. <laughs> he's always <laughs> doing that like, you know, like he's half drunk, half, yeah. like he's about to fall over at any time. He's super tan and he's got like eyeliner and mascara on. I guess you that know, makes, it's like a punk rock. Yeah, that makes more it, yeah, sense. It, it yeah. makes more sense. Will is now all grown up into Legolas, a.k.a. Orlando Bloom, <laughs> and uh, he is now a blacksmith and a swordsman, right? He, yeah, he's an apprentice yes. for a blacksmith. Um, apparently, he just makes all the sword because the blacksmith is actually like a drunkard. And uh, he also says that he practices with swords three hours a day, so it's not weird when he starts sword fighting and you're wondering, how does he know how to sword fight? Yeah. And you're right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sparrow is now asking uh, around about the Black Pearl. His mm-hmm. his former ship, correct? He was at one point captain of this ship. Yes, he was at one point captain of the Black Pearl. And we learn this later, but we might as well just go through it now. We learn that uh, his crew mutinied against him and left him stranded on an island and took the Black Pearl for himself. And now he's on a mission to get it back. Now, Barbosa, where did he come into all of this? Barbosa was. Jack Sparrow's first mate and okay. led the mutiny against Jack Sparrow. So once he left Jack Sparrow to daddy, he became the captain. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Barkat Abdi, Captain Phillips reference. Love it. Yes, very good. <laughs> Nostalgia be damned, everybody. <laughs> so he's asking around about the Black Pearl. There's this funny little interaction between these two, uh, what, these guards that yeah, keep coming British back guards, into the yeah. movie. I love how they set up these small little characters that you don't even learn their names, but you just recognize this, yeah. <laughs> recognize their faces later on. Well, it's like every side has their two little, like, goofball, like, idiot 
squad. Yes. Yeah. And, and it could, this is stuff that you could argue could be cut because it is extraneous and it sometimes doesn't even affect the plot. I mean, it's a two hour and 20 minute, yeah, something minute long minute, minute, movie. Yeah. So yeah, it could be cut, but there, but there are more, but it adds, I think, to the sorts of, the sort of, it feels almost Spielbergian, almost like an Indiana Jones movie where the, yeah. the way they perceive like Jack Sparrow and the action and the adventure and the comedy and Yeah, everything. this movie doesn't, it do, this movie does a good job at making sure it's not taking itself too seriously at times but they know of the black pearl and they they say it's a legend it's a ship you know crewed by the dam captain by a man so evil he was spit from hell or whatnot jack sparrow jack sparrow <laughs> jack sparrow <laughs> meanwhile norrington is trying to propose to elizabeth she falls off because she faints because her goddamn corset, corset is too, is tight, too right? tight she, yeah. she falls in the ocean Sparrow jumps in to rescue her, and you know he's rewarded with being hung, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they tell him they're kill gonna him. hang yeah. him because they realize that he is a pirate. He's got pirate tattoos all over. He gets away, runs into the town where he meets up with Will and the blacksmith. They fight, blah blah blah. It is a long, drawn out fight scene, but all the fight scenes in this, I think, look pretty good. They are. They're pretty fun. They're very well choreographed. Very yeah. well choreographed. Um, he he does um, is very interested in the medallion hanging off of uh, her neck. Yes, which Wonders is the where pirate she got it. medallion. Yes. We find out it's Aztec gold. After their fight, though, he gets uh, knocked out and put in jail. Correct. That night, the Black Pearl, uh, which, you know, Lizzie. Can we call her Lizzie from now on? Saw as a child? No. Not going to feel that one. Yeah, no. Not a fan. No. Interessante. Wow. It attacks Port Royale. <laughs> in uh, search of the medallion. So they, they just sense where this missing piece is, correct? Yeah, so when she hits the water after she falls off the cliff, there's like a little, a little sonic, sonic boom, boom or the something. Wind changes and the direction. wind changes and it starts to get cloudy and stormy. And this is just for the Black Pearl to change course and head towards the island where they start, where they besiege the place and... It's a great fight scene. <laughs> Come on, no, Zach. I'm just kidding. It's, no, pretty, it's, really it's cool. pretty good. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stabbing, lots of shooting. There's a high body count for this. So <laughs> many people die Disney in this movie. movie. Yeah, and people like getting point blank shot in the face. In the too. face. Yeah, I mean they cut away. They never show the impact, but it's Correct. intense. Yeah. I mean they're they're raping and pillaging centimeters off screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Almost kill a kid. They do almost kill a kid, but this but movie they doesn't, doesn't have the balls. Yeah, doesn't have the balls. Back in '95 or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. That they kid, killed that kid. That appealed that kid's face off. Yeah, absolutely. And worn it as it stands. He gets rescued. Face off. The movie, by the way, which I think was made in '96 or '7, begins with the murder of a child. That's true. <laughs> that movie's got balls and, and faces getting teared off. Yes, and Nick it's got Cage. it all. That's a state. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so the pirates break into uh, the governor's mansion and they kidnap Elizabeth. Hello, puppet. <laughs> Trailer line. Hello, puppet. Jack, meanwhile, is visited by some of his former crew of the Black Pearl, and one of them tries to choke him. And this is where we're kind of first introduced to some supernatural shit, man. Yeah. His arm in the moonlight is like skeletal or skeletonial. It's like rotting, or, yeah. It's a skeleton arm. It's a skeleton. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Thank you for getting there. Yeah, it's rotted, and the clothes on it are torn, and it's all shitty. Yeah. Now we get fi our first look, really, at, at, at Captain Barbosa. So they steal... Kira Knightley, bring mm -hmm. her on ship. And what do you think of uh, Jeffrey Rush? He's my favorite part of the movie. Well, yeah. 
I you know what it's I will say in Johnny, this I mean, in this movie Johnny Depp is my yes. favorite part. In the later ones, Jeffrey Rush is my favorite part. Out of the four lead actors, who's your least favorite? On the count of three, one, two, three. Orlando, Orlando Bloom. Bloom. <laughs> Thank you. Good. We did not rehearse that. I just wanted no, to make that sure. Was just you know, thing. he's fine in this movie. Like I realized some of his performance. It's not a dull performance. It's just I don't I don't his like it. No, sucks. His character is kind of like. Well, him and Kira Knightley, I think they gave all the personality and character attributes to Barbosa. Yeah, and it was Jack almost Sparrow. like they were like, they all right, back just off. The most yeah. generic nothing. I mean, they have stuff to do, and they're you know they're integral to the plot, but them as characters, very bland and like. I yeah, think you really could have also done this movie without them being integral to the plot. You could have like absolutely. He just like finds a blacksmith who like I want to be a pirate. That and would like, cut out forty five minutes of this movie. Oh, easily, yeah. and we would maybe cast someone a little bit lower profile than Orlando. Bloom, he dude, he had a killer year. This and oh my god, he was crushing it. He, he, he Lord I of the Rings, mean, Lord yeah. of the Rings. That was Return Same of the year. King, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had a, I mean, he had a good like stretch of like five to six years where he was fucking nailing it. He was in Troy and Elizabeth Town and Elizabeth. <laughs> 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 Stay tuned for Troy. <laughs> Stay tuned for Elizabeth. <laughs> no. All right, so. uh Will decides he's going to break Jack out of jail to help save uh, Elizabeth. They make he knows that he's Bootstrap Bill's son, correct? Jack Sparrow does this whole time. Yeah, he right? does, he knows the whole time. They do this cool little canoe underwater trick that I don't know is scientifically accurate. I think, but Myth, it's cool. I think MythBusters did an episode. I Probably. can't remember what the result was. But yeah, but it's like the canoe's all the way on the bottom of the ocean, and and there creates an air bubble yep. underneath the canoe. Like uh, you can do this with like a cup of water. Yep. Or something like in the bathtub. Yep. So they jack a what a, a a royal ship, right? Yeah. They take a they take a government ship called the Interceptor. It's supposed to be super fast, fastest one in the navy. Fast and Furious, dude. Fast and Furious three. What would Vin Diesel do? Why are we doing this? <laughs> what are we doing? Speaking of a franchise that made too much money and went too long. Oh, still going. <laughs> still going. <Man>. Your engine. <laughs> All right. Chill Where out. are we? They steal the interceptor. Uh, so while they're flying away, uh, this is when Jack just kind of tells uh, Will, William, Willem, William, Willem, uh, that his father is indeed a pirate. He was not a merchant like you think. You're just going to have to accept it. And eventually he does, even though he's like, it's not true. My dad was a great guy. That's my Orlando Bloom impression. Dude, like it, dude? It was like Orlando Bloom was insane. <laughs> so they head to town they, to go gather their crew and Tortuga. whatnot. They're the Isle of Tortuga. Yeah. There's Gibbs, who's Jack's first mate and uh, best friend, right, buddy? Yeah, and Gibbs was also on that Navy ship. It is he not in the explained this. in this That's movie. right. Yeah, he's now, like, sleeping with pigs. Yeah, not explained. What's he doing? I don't, I don't know. Sleeping with pigs. <laughs> Meanwhile. Connect your own dots is a Disney movie. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny Depp seems like a weird dude. Why? Well, that just I, when I made that noise, it just seemed like something Johnny Depp would be doing in his apartment alone in the corner in the dark, like on speakerphone to Helena Bonham Carter, who's doing the same thing at her home privately in the shadows. While Tim Burton listens in the other room. Absolutely. They're just making strange noises, dude, like mushing their bodies, their skin against like the wall. I want to cut this. I want to cut this. Cut it all, bro. <laughs> HBC. 
Any who's a dater. Uh, meanwhile, on the Black Pearl, we learn more about the curse, dude. We find so again. This is some of the mythology I dig. So they yeah. stole some treasure, Cortez's treasure, correct? Cortez's gold. Uh, Cortez, a Aztec Spanish gold. explorer or conqueror or something like that. Look up in your own history books, nerds. Um, but <laughs> yeah, cursed treasure yeah. of Cortez from the Isle de la Muerta. I de believe. la Muerta. And uh, they're forced to bear the curse of undeath. They cannot die. Yeah, and this sounds like hell on goddamn earth because they oh, can't shit. taste any food. It, yeah. They say it turns to ash in their mouth when they eat it. They can't drink anything. They can't make love, make sweet, sweet love. Dude, can you imagine this existence? This would be awful. They say they can't even feel the wind on their face. Yeah. You're literally just there. It sucks. Yeah, that is existentially, that is a nightmare. Oh, and this, and I think this is what makes it so effective because just sitting there thinking about it is like, <sighs> well, yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Rush delivers a monologue at some point where he's like, "I have a thirst I can't quench, and I've, I've been starving." This is my hungry, favorite. Starving. This is my favorite scene in the whole movie because of Jeffrey Rush. His monologue in this is fucking sweet. This is great. So he's explaining this whole thing in Moonlight. When they're out in Moonlight, it shows them for what they really are, which are these decrepit, you know, rotting Skeleton corpses. monster Skeleton. These things. Are, so the special effects, I say, hold up for the most part. They're a little, you know, they're a little 2000 You know, you knowing, know. I was going to say, knowing that this is early 2000s, I'll say they don't look bad. Yes. Um, a lot of it's in the dark, so that helps. Yeah. And they also have beards, which is just. It, it, well, I so my it, my I like idea the is kind of that they're goofy. they're not actually just skeletons; they're like rotting corpses. Yes, that's my idea. Well, this kind of brings up just a whole host of things. So when the it's not, I thought remembering back that it was just every night they turn into skeletons. It's only when the moonlight they're, is shining on them. Yeah. So well, essentially, what it is is they're always like that, but it's only in the moonlight that they actually are revealed. To be skeletons. Sure. And that presents a couple questions like they're stabbed and they bleed, but you can knock their head off when they're skeletons. So would it stand to reason that like yeah, there's also a scene where he shoves a bomb into his rib cage as a skeleton. And then he pushes him out of the moonlight and he can't get the bomb back out yeah. of his body. So maybe their skin reforms. That's what I'm thinking. Like there's a lot I of guess, questions yeah. that way. Um, but for the most part, I like the way they transition from moonlight to shadow and how it, it's yeah. a seamless transition. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. This is also where noting too that this is the scene where barbosa says to cure this we need to return all the gold that we took and everybody's got to give a blood sacrifice including bootstrap bill a former crew member and william's dad but they don't know this because elizabeth lied about her name so they think she is bootstrap bill's daughter that's right yeah yeah and um which is why they've held her hostage and they're taking her back and they're going to take her blood and the coin and get it back and suddenly they can fuck. <laughs> back on the Interceptor, Gibbs tells Will that Jack was, you know, captain of the Black Pearl until mm -hmm. Barbosa mutinied and marooned him. So this is where Will's kind of brought yeah. in on the whole Will's caught line. up to speed that we've covered already. But we also find out a little bit more of the legend of Jack Sparrow, how he was marooned on an island and, you know, how he escaped. He tied two sea turtles together and rode out and all that shit. And, like, there's all yeah, this something... built up, like, you know, he's supposed to be this legendary pirate who yeah, escaped. Yeah, drunken, drunken pirate legend, like, yes. stuff that could, clearly didn't happen, but they don't really know the whole tale so they just go with it but we get a little more of their crew zoe saldana's there dude? zoe saldana is in this she plays a, anna maria i believe yeah a yeah. crew member that uh jack sparrow has wrong so she's 
just there to like basically hold him accountable for stealing a ship or something like that. I could have used more Zoe Saldana in this, if I'm being uh, yeah, honest. Yeah, she's thrown away. Barely yeah, any line. Barely in this movie. movie. I really could have used more of her. I think she would have been great. Yeah, I like the character. Mm-hmm. Does she come back into it at all? I don't I can't think she remember. does. I, I, I do remember, remember I there's so. Penelope Cruz, I think, in the fourth one. I'm trying to think of his other like love interests throughout this series, because it's mostly Kira Knightley. I yeah, yeah, I can't remember. I don't think she comes back into it. If she does, she's like kind of a throwaway character. So, what is this? Does Will finally meet up with uh, Elizabeth. They get back together at some point, right? Yeah, so uh, Jack and Bill have been... Jack and William. I can't, I'm going to fuck that up so many times. Orlando, dude. to get Bill and Will. Yeah. Um, but Jack and Will follow the Black Pearl and the crew into uh, Las, Las Muertas? Is yes. that what it was? Yes. And uh, the follow, follow them into the cave. Will, like, knocks out Jack Sparrow to try and save Elizabeth. And they kind of sneak away because the pirates now realize that the blood isn't working and they don't know why they realize that she's probably not Bill Turner's daughter. They run away. Jack wakes up and tells his former crew, like, hey, like, I know where Bill Turner is. Like, I could just tell you where he is. Maybe if you just, you know, give me the black pearl. Yeah. And what's the what's the worst thing that could happen if, if you know, Orlando Bloom was just like, look, you know, cut me. Take my blood. I don't know. Would they have killed him? You I think? mean, probably because they are assholes with like when people make, you know, deals with yeah. them, their words have to be taken very literally. But like, I don't know. The Barbosa also seems like a sensible person. I'd be like, listen, I'll just like, I'll do this for I'll you. I'll do this. Like, you guys just, can live. Just let us go. Just let us go. You can even you? take Jack Sparrow. I don't give a shit. Yeah, Fuck Jack Sparrow. He actually does abandon Jack Sparrow. Tells the crew like Jack fell behind. Go on without him. That's right. Yeah. But. So instead of taking up Jack's offer, they just chase the interceptor. Yes. And we get a a long, drawn-out fight scene that uh, is very cool, don't get me wrong, but also just like, man, there's a lot of running around so far in this movie, and it's it's almost at a point where it's like, okay, maybe let's get to it. It's just, there's just too much. There's a little too much. Yeah. It needs to be cut a little bit. But I will say, these fucking, this action scene's awesome. Because so cool. all, most of it's practical. Where it, These are two giant fucking ships. They got out on the yeah. water somewhere. It's real. And you can tell their scale. Like, those are people on there, not like miniatures or anything. Yeah. When they're blasting into each other and going over these waves and shit, it looks dangerous. No, I can imagine is, this was a bitch to film. Yeah, no, and, and my griping about the length of this movie is very kind of back. I'm back and forth on it because, yes, it's a long movie and probably could have been cut. But at the same time, there's a lot of scenes that I really appreciate despite their length where I'm just like, man, like this looks beautiful. And this this chase battle scene is one of them. Will eventually makes a deal with Barbosa that, you know, he, he can have him if he lets Elizabeth and the crew go and of course Barbosa being a total chode takes it very <laughs> literally and decides to just let her walk the plank and uh, he sends Johnny whatever happens to the crew by the way uh, they keep the crew down in the brig I guess all I said was yeah they they wouldn't be harmed. yeah they, they won't be harmed. harmed but they didn't say they'd let him go and then on the asshole. yeah and then on the other end uh, he said that you need to let uh, Kira Knightley go, Elizabeth. Yep, so they give Jack his one pistol, his pistol with his one shot, they throw his thing over the board, and he jumps overboard and winds up marooned on the same exact island he was previously marooned on yeah. uh, with Kira Knightley. And we find out that he really didn't surf away. Uh, apparently, yeah. he was only on the island for three days. He just got shit-faced on rum. Yeah, because he <laughs> landed on an island that apparently was like a storage cache for rum smugglers. Mm-hmm. 
And so he just sat there, got, got, got hammered for three days, and was just rescued. In the Caribbean. Yeah, welcome yeah. to the Caribbean. Yeah, it sounds fucking sweet. <laughs> See, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'd love to be marooned on a Caribbean island with rum for three days. <laughs> sounds great. Yeah, so that night, they're singing, and they're dancing, they're drunk as fuck, mm-hmm. and you think... Holy shit, are they going to hook up? Is this going to be a hookup scene? Uh, it kind of looks like it for a while, but then you see that Elizabeth She's is... fucking playing him, dude. Yeah, she slips him a Mickey. She's not even drunk. What? <laughs> she date rapes she him. She date rapes no, no, she basically isn't drunk at all, and he wakes up the next morning to find everything on on fire. Including the rum. Including dude. the rum. The rum is gone. Half the... Well, not half the island, but a piece of the island's on fl- in flames. Dude... This seems like a rash. Seems like a rash decision. Yeah. It works, but I want to talk about how many STDs you think Jack Sparrow has. Oh my God, dude. Are you kidding me? He's been slapped by three women for fuck-related issues. Fuck-related issues, dude. Immediately, they didn't have condoms. Riddled. Oh my God. I'd be surprised if he even has anything down there. You think that like he's had crabs to such degree they just ate everything away? Yeah, they just ate it all off. He's barnacle dick, dude. Or just like snapped off. Like he's got to have scurvy too, right? Oh, yeah. Arr. Yeah. Arr. (laughs) Oh, matey. So yeah, I would say at least 28 STDs. (laughs) <laughs> well then Kira dodged a bullet Yeah Good for her But she's picked up by her uh, dad And this is when She Does she Oh she accepts fucking What's his face His proposal Yeah then. in exchange for them going after Norrington. Yeah for In exchange for them going after And rescuing Will And defeating the pirates She says I'll marry you Because they're ready to fucking Just go on without Will They're like He's fucking dead She's got a real on and off like feelings toward Will, like she clearly cares about him. The first time she's ever met him, yeah, saves him. You know, takes the pirate. I medallion think she off does the whole time. I didn't know she really yeah. does love him, but at the same time, or maybe I should say, he's kind of hot and cold because when you think about it, she he gets pissed off at her for protecting him at that one point. Oh <laughs> he's yeah, like, why did you take the yeah, medallion? Yeah, why did you take this medallion from me? You bitch, <laughs> you fucking bitch. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, no, but I mean, she clearly likes... It's one of those will-they-won't-they they relationships that you just want them to resolve that you, well, immediately. Especially <laughs> and because, don't care about. Yeah, especially because there's no tension in it. Like, of course they're going to hook up. But how weird is it now, the sexualization of her, knowing that she's 17, years 17 old? in this movie? Yeah, it feels a little weird, but little at the strange. same time, she doesn't look like she's 17. She does look no. older for her age. And she handles it very professionally. She's not a bad actress. Her character she's is pretty just goodness. fucking, yeah. like, yep. you know, uh, unbuttered potatoes, just boring as shit. Unbuttered potatoes. I, don't I like know. that, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna use that one. Dude, I'm gonna use that. Let's make some shirts up. Let's make them shirts up. Yeah, if you want to buy unbuttered potato <laughs> shirt, hit us up at nbd.podbean.com. But ultimately, her dad and Norrington refuse to help her or rescue Jack and Will, so she takes uh, sets off on her own. While Jack's crew takes the pearl and leaves him there. It's fucked up. Yeah, oh, pirate code, dude. Yeah, fall behind, get left behind, bro. That's what that's what it says in the code. (laughs) Fall behind, get left behind, bro. Jack uh, eventually winds up reaching a deal with Barbosa. You know, he says, you know, give me an entire like a fleet. Right. Because Mm -hmm. this is where they kind of convince they got will. They're just about to slit his fucking throat. Yeah. And Jack Sparrow appears. Yeah. Jack Sparrow is kind of playing both sides of the the coin right now because he's got the British Navy waiting outside on one end. And then he comes in and immediately tells Barbosa, he's like, 
I mean, you should probably just hold off on making yourself mortals and just go fucking kill these guys. Good idea. Great plan. He's (laughs) like, then you'll have two fucking ships, one that's like an unstoppable British Navy ship. Yep. And then that shitty little black pearl. Maybe just give me the shitty little black pearl. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Just give me the crappy little black pearl. You can be Commodore Barbosa. I'll be Captain Jack Sparrow on the fucking terrible, worthless black pearl. Just give me the fucking black pearl. Give me the black pearl. (laughs) And I expect you don't want me to kill Legolas. <laughs> oh, no, kill yeah, Legolas. Kill him. He's like, kill I don't him. give a shit, dude. Yeah. But that's when, dude, he's fucking, he's starting to trick us, dude. Slight of hand, dude. he looks up, he looks up at Will, and this is the first time I noticed this in this movie, but he's looking directly at Will when he says, don't cure the curse, or don't stop the curse until the exact right moment. Opportunity, yeah, he might as well be like stuff, handing yeah. him a letter. Like, <laughs> dude, check it out. And he also he goes down, and you steal. You see him steal one of the coins, dude. He fucking stole the coin. Now he's fucking immortal. Yeah, this is pretty cool. So then we get this huge, you know, kind of fight scene. It's like cross cut between, you know, the, the pirates outside fighting the navy or the navy, the fucking, you know, the the, the the yeah, the royal navy. Yeah, the royal navy. And then inside, I really like the choreography with Jack and Barbosa's fight because yeah. it keeps cutting them into the shadows, into the light, and again, it's a seamless effect. It yeah. looks pretty good but my favorite shot especially when i was a kid this was my favorite scene as a kid i loved when they were coming up underneath the water as that shot it was in a trailer oh yeah you know when they're they're all coming zombie corpses coming out of the water it's pretty fucking badass yeah no i there's there's a lot of cool things in this movie that you just remember being iconic almost iconic i I guess yeah right iconic yeah yeah Yeah. i'd say iconic okay fair enough also some a couple of good one-liners from barbosa here or are we just going to fight until Trumpets Blare and Judgment Day comes? <laughs> Dude, we missed it. the trailer line from earlier. You best pers- <laughs> you best oh. start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. <laughs> I said that idly the other you day. Know, I can't remember it. why. I said that several times. Yeah. I don't know why. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. Turner. Spottle. <laughs> God damn it. So, yeah, long drawn out fight scene, but it's pretty cool because uh, Jack, when he steps into the moonlight... Reveals that he's, yeah, rotting corpse as well. So they're stabbing each other. It's doing nothing. Then he takes out his gun, shoots Barbosa with his one shot. Yep. And, you know, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why'd you do that? That's not going to do anything. They look over. Will, meanwhile, has cut his hand. There's blood, period blood, dude, on his hand. He throws it into the treasure chest. That was gross. And, <laughs> of course it was. Then <laughs> blood starts pouring out of uh, Barbosa. He's fucking dying, dude. He just got shot. He's I fucking like dead. And I, his last words are fucking sweet to me. Great performance. Like, yeah, he just goes, I feel cold. Drops dead. Yeah. Like, or s- until the sequel. Until the sequel. Until they need him back. Yeah, until until uh, money demands that he come back. <laughs> um, but but meanwhile, all the uh, pirates on the ship, half of them are dying from their wounds, and then others, the ones who aren't dead, just kind of stop and realize, you know what? I finally feel because they can just tell. They just feel like the the, the wind, wind on their yeah. face, and they look up, and the moon's still out, and they're not fucking skeletons. And like some and of their comrades are like dropping dead, and they're like, oh. I like my life. I like living. So they all just drop their shit. I like this a lot. This is pretty cool. And uh, huzzah, huzzah. They Uh, take over, dude. Yeah. Royal Army wins. Black Pearl, what'd you think? No. (laughs) Obviously, we have to resolve this. So we cut forward, um, I don't know, weeks later, maybe. I don't even know how long it is, but he is going to be, Jack's going to be hung for his fucking crimes. This guy keeps saving the day reluctantly. 
and they're still and they like keep wanting to murder him. I mean, yeah. I guess it's the the law. Of the I land. mean, it is the law. When they r- read his laundry list of broken laws, <laughs> it's kind of like okay, maybe we should kill him. Yeah, because like, you know this dude's definitely coming back to cause issues in like at least four more movies. <laughs> so yeah, about to be executed. Will dresses up like a goddamn musketeer, and why is he dressed like I don't a know, fucking musketeer? Like D'Artagnan. Up he in looks this so bitch. stupid. He looks a little silly. Uh, but yeah, this is a cool little uh, rescue scene or attempted rescue anyway. As the lever gets dropped and Jack was about to hang, he throws his fucking yeah. sword like Legolas would an arrow, dude, into the pl- <laughs> <laughs> no, into the what the fucking uh, what's that called? The plank? No, the, what is the actual hangman's stage? The stage, whatever it I is, know, dude. Yeah. But saves his life because he's like teetering on the gallows. a little bit. The gallows. Thank you. Yeah. Boom. Nostalgia be Nostalgia damned. damned. We suck. Yeah, we're not good. We have not been prepared to talk about things that we don't know anything about. <laughs> but there's this whole convoluted, you know, chase around and whatnot. Eventually, Will and Jack are cornered by the, you know, by Norrington and his goons and the fucking governor and Nor- until Lizzie McGuire comes up. <laughs> That's Elizabeth. Uh, you said that we it. weren't going to call her Lizzie. I wanted to for this time. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking. All right. Yeah. She steps in. She's like, hey. This is the life I've chosen. Oh, yeah, because Norrington's like, oh, so you like him, huh? Like This is where your heart lies, Well, bitch. obviously, he's my age, and you're like 40? <laughs> I'm 17. And look at him. He's got mascara and eyeliner on. Yeah. He's Orlando Bloom. He's dressed like he's a musketeer. He's the most feminine face, just lovely gentleman in the world. <laughs> Tan and beautiful. Yeah, of course, I'd rather fuck him. <laughs> But anyway, so apparently that just absolves, uh, that absolves Orlando Bloom of the treason he's just committed, which is, you know, just convenient. Um, and Jack Sparrow is like, wow, you'll always remember this as the day you almost, and then he falls off a cliff. Yep. Falls into the ocean and is rescued by his crew who are waiting in the harbor. And he's like, well, I thought you guys fucking left me. What about the code? And he's like, well, the codes are just. A couple of guidelines, Jack. And then they kiss. <laughs> him and Gibbs make out. Yeah, him and Gibbs make out passionately. And uh, he's given the black pearl. And he finally has it. He sails off into the distance. Drink up, me hearties. Yo-ho. Bring me that horizon. Takes out the, takes out the compass that was not mentioned at all after it was just initially said, Compass is broken. Yep. That's it. The compass plays an integral part in the next few movies. Yeah, I have a feeling that the writers, after they were done this, and it came back huge, because this didn't come out for a they couple had to years come, after. They had, like, you have to build a mythology. We need two more movies yeah. stat. They had to go back and... Uh, anything. And, and, yeah, just find any loose threads that they forgot about. Like, ah, uh, his father. His father. He's got to be alive, right? It's got to be his father. Dave, we mentioned Davy Jones' locker. Let's make Davy Jones a fucking guy, dude. Yeah. Let's uh, do it. The compass, the compass, the compass. Uh, uh, the compass is a, a thing. It points to whatever his heart desires. Uh, I guess <laughs> Jack Sparrow <laughs> as Barnacle Dick. That was the writers doing Snorting cocaine? Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. What'd you think, dude? dude? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I said it at the beginning of the podcast. My mind hasn't been changed. I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. It really is like there's a reason this got so popular so quickly, and it's because it's a good movie. It's a little bit surprising for anything that Disney was pumping out, especially back in the 2000s. I mean, it's violent. Uh, it's raunchy to 
you know, Disney degrees. Sure. It's raunchy. Yeah. Um, it, but it's it's amazing how stunningly well made this movie is, especially for a movie that they didn't think was going to work. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money put into this, you can tell. The practical effects are gorgeous. Uh, Johnny Depp is fantastic. Jeffrey Rush is fantastic. Kira Knightley is acceptable. Orlando Bloom's terrible. Um, <laughs> he's not terrible. It's just he's whatever. He's not Anyone good, else, though. Who else would you have had? I'm thinking early 2000s, like a Paul Walker you could have thrown in there, dude. Yeah, you could, I mean, honestly, you could have put any handsome face in that role. There wasn't a complicated character. Yeah. It really wasn't. No, I, it know, wasn't. Put Brad Pitt in there. Yeah, but then you guys, there's too much star power. Oh, yeah, so much star little, power. Yeah, a little too old. I was just trying to pair him up with another Troy actor. Shia LaBeouf? Oh, you could absolutely put He's Shia young, a little younger at that time, but you know, can you imagine Shia LaBeouf with Kira Knightley? What are we going to do? Like, even Steven Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, that'd be bad. Da, 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 da. No, but you know what I mean? Like, he could have been, like, anybody could have. That, and, and that's, I think, one of my gripes about this movie, besides the length, it, it obviously, we don't need two hours and 22 minutes of this yep. movie. We just don't. Even as good as a lot of the scenes were, it cut down some of the, trim some of the fat, make this a straight up two hour movie if you yep, really yep. want to. That's not a big deal. Um, the other thing was that, you know, minus uh, Sparrow and Barbosa, these are kind of one dimensional characters. I mean, I don't really care about the Kira, uh, Kira Knightley's character. I don't care about Orlando Bloom's character. And they do kind of fix that in the next movies. Mm-hmm. You care a lot more about Elizabeth Swan moving forward and i guess to some degree uh will turner <laughs> will turner because they really build on like that relationship with his his father and everything yeah, yeah. but uh you know i think this movie probably could have just been jack sparrow and captain barbosa i think that cuts out a lot of the unnecessary fat in this movie and it makes it a little bit more enjoyable but, but other than that i really don't have a lot of bad things to say about this movie the music's great the plot's fun uh you know Forgetting the rest of these movies, this, I think, is just a solid, solid film. What did you say the tomato score was? 79%. 79%. I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to give it an 83. Okay. I think this movie is really good. Um, Like I said, I watched it like three years ago, and I'm still not bored watching it now. I I enjoyed that movie thoroughly from start to finish. I, you know was kind of done with it by the time it was over just because of the length, but everything else, man, good film. I like it. Yeah. I, uh, this is an expertly shot film. Like I said, the action sequences are incredibly choreographed, well photographed, and they feel like there's a weight to them. Despite the CG elements, mm-hmm. it's not like a, a everything shot on green screen. This is before they started really delving so much into that. I think the yeah. later sequels, they really Yeah, they would just put like a, a ship in front of a green screen yeah. in a studio. and it was But this of, is yeah. shot on the water, a lot of it, like you can tell. Yeah. Um, I love the mythology and the lore behind it all. It's mm-hmm. it's very I wouldn't say convoluted, but it's but it's dense and it's 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 pretty inter it's interesting. Like there's a lot yeah. of layers to be peeled back, and it's unfortunate that when you do peel them back in the later sequels, it's just like oh, well, mm-hmm. that's oh, kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a wait, it's a literal heart in a box. <laughs> okay, um, but but here, yeah, the performances, especially the two leads, like you said, Jeffrey Rush, Johnny Depp, they knock it out of the park. I'll say like you, it, it is too long, and it, it's. It's a bit too goofy for me in some parts. I feel like this movie could have benefited from not being a Disney production and maybe steering towards more the Jerry Bruckheimer, I wouldn't say Michael Bay, but like that action side of it. Because I think if they had almost toned this up a little harder edge, not a rated R, but like just a bit, I think it would have struck a better tonal balance because it's... 
it does seem a little kid friendly in parts. And then, well, I, and that's the that's the overall problem with that being a Disney film, right? Is that like checking yes, all the boxes? That's what they're doing. They got to yes. make it the family. And like we would love a movie with just Jack Sparrow and and Barbosa, but you got to have the love story in there for people. They're really just trying to like catch the yeah. biggest net. And I get it. Like you got to make a movie with the four quadrants. Like quadrants. It's I get it. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that the movie could have been just like a really a badass action movie. And, and again, that's more of just me as a general moviegoer. That's what I prefer. So I'm not going to go quite as high as you. I'm going to give it a 77. Okay. I think it's still pretty badass. And and just uh, it holds up. And it's you like you said, you can really see why this became a pop culture phenomenon. Like it's a movie yeah. I'll show to my kids and I think will last for a while. This one specifically. I don't know about the franchise in yeah. general or how if they'll keep continuing to bring this thing back or man it just really is a shame and like this is when you want to attack the movie studios and be like ah, why would you do this you had a great movie you should have just but let's be honest I, the, it started drawing in billions of dollars yeah. literally in the worldwide box office and it was still coming close to a billion in domestic box offices for what three four movies mm -hmm. so i don't blame them for making all these movies it just kind of sucks that like it, it, it turned into what it did. It's just bloated now. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's, lazy. Yeah. To me now, like this movie, yes, they were obviously trying to make a lot of money making it. Um, and you can tell, but it still has the feeling of a movie that was cared for a movie that they put a lot of effort into and rightfully dumped a lot of budget into these new ones just kind of feel like we're trying to make money, mm -hmm. you know, like, it's just fun. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And not my favorite movie, but I, I, I'd say a movie that is worth going back and watching every few years, for sure. I would comfortably say that uh, it created one of the most iconic characters of the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. Like, Despite me not really liking the character as it progresses, just this film alone. like It's such a standout performance and character, and, and it... it it's really one of those movies, that, one of those characters that I think will will stand the test yeah, of time for if, a very long time. If you end the Jack Sparrow line right at this movie, right at the end of this movie, I think he's maybe the most one of the most memorable Disney characters, at least live action, ever. Yep, for sure, for sure. All right, man. It was good to have like a good, a really good man. movie uh, for once in a while. Yeah, it's, it does uh, <laughs> feel good to do this every once in a while. I know it's probably not as funny. Yeah, we apologize if, you know, if you're new to this, you know, because I'm assuming we might get a few new people where this is such a popular movie. Yeah, for sure. You know, we usually we like to poke you know more holes, more fun in the movie. But uh, when the movie's well made and well, like there's really not much to 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 have fun with. But at the same time, we're not here to destroy movies. We're here to see if they. Hold up. That's sometimes right. I don't they shit do. on a good movie. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. This is just a movie where I think even though we knew it was probably going to hold up, it was still interesting to go back and see if it did. And uh, you know, maybe it would have surprised us. Next week, however, ooh, we're going to go uh, back to the sports comedy uh, genre. Been there. a while since we've been, been there. Rookie of the year, probably the last straight true sports comedy probably yeah maybe I it's bet, been man. a long time we're going back to the 90s and this blows my goddamn mind this is the first time mm -hmm. we're having this actor as the lead of our film is Dude, that, that will be yeah that will this be episode 44 and i can't believe we haven't mentioned this guy fucking once in this podcast adam sandler now we could go <laughs> <laughs> there's so many movies we could have picked from the 90s and we mm -hmm. may do some of his later filmography, you know, l later on. Yeah. We, but we wanted to pick a movie for our very first Adam Sandler movie to be something that we truly did enjoy. Like, we didn't want to yeah. pick one that we knew was shit. 
We loved this movie as kids, and I've actually seen this movie yeah. fairly recently. And I don't, I don't, I think it'll hold up. I think it's funny. I think I've seen it in the last four or five years. But so it's a movie we'll that I think we could have a lot of fun uh, dissecting. And it's, uh, I think it's 1996 is when it came out. It's Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, and gentlemen. And I got to tell you guys, this is the absolute like peak of Brandon and I meeting in the middle because <laughs> man I was not gonna do something like fucking Billy, Billy Madison, Madison I, yeah I, I I'm gonna lose what about a big lot. daddy or uh no I don't like 50 first dates I would do 50 first dates okay but Billy Madison was the one or not Billy Madison Happy Gilmore was the one where I was like I'm okay doing that movie like if I have to sit through Adam Sandler, like it might as well be something that I enjoy sports. Yep. Like yep. that 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 is peak <laughs> compromise on nostalgia be damned. I'm still not exactly looking forward to it. But I remember liking the movie, partly because it is a sports based movie, but god damn it, I guarantee you the first thing I say it, as analysis for this movie next week is fuck Adam Sandler. <laughs> like, if I have to guess, all I know is I will be praising Christopher uh, Christopher McDonald, who plays He's, Shooter McGavin yes, in the movie, of course. who I believe Amazing. is probably the best comedy villain of the '90s. That's a conversation I to have next week. We will guy. have yeah, that will. conversation next week because that's that. You might be right. <laughs> You might be right. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, for subscribing. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. Uh, like us and share us. It would greatly help out the show. Mm-hmm. And, and tell a friend, as we say every week, because that's the best way to spread the show by word of mouth. Yeah, and of course, if you don't know by now where to find the show, you can find us on iTunes and a lot of other podcasting applications. You can also find us at nbd.podbean.com, which is where we are originally hosted. If you want to shoot us an email, any questions or uh, requests for or movies for us to cover, shoot it over at nostalgiabedamnedpod at gmail.com. We're thinking about doing a listener request month pretty soon. Listener request month yeah. probably coming up. So yeah, please get your requests in or you can go right to our Facebook page. Yeah, man. Uh, that's that's pretty much going to do it. Do you have anything else you want to mention? Uh, nothing at all except for a reminder to everyone, wash your genitals so you don't get barnacle dick. Or plus, depending on your gender. I hate you.